Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Bill Belichick's Learn to Smile Camp, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jenna and the <laughs> Sherpa. Jenna, I hope you've been smiling a lot with your fantasy teams lately. How did your week go? Um, actually, pretty good. I mean, you know, we we could have done without a few injuries, but for the most part, we ended up victorious. I'll take it. How about yours? Um, I'm still kind of in this middle ground where I seem to win two and lose two every week, which yeah. is not exactly uh, a launching pad for doing a podcast, but uh, hopefully not, my, not how my, we drew it up, huh? my results, <laughs> my results will uh, improve in short order. But uh, anyway, um, here we are, uh, bye weeks upon us. We've reached our favorite part of the season, the bye weeks. <laughs> well, if you're it feels like they come sooner and sooner. Right? Yeah, that's, that's true. You're already a top five pick, though, so you got that going for you. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully that'll last, but or not last, but uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll see. Uh, but I mean, I'm not sure what I want. Well, that sounds like being a Giants fan right now. <laughs> yeah. I had someone text me today and at like four o'clock and be like, "It's I have the weirdest feeling. I feel like somewhere Daniel Jones is getting sacked right now." <laughs> it's true though. Yeah, that was. That was that was a tough one. That was a tough one for your Giants. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, Daniel so Jones didn't deserve that. Getting sacked soon if the results don't uh, improve a little oh. bit, but um, we'll see. I mean, it's it's not totally yeah. out of the blue, pun not intended, but you know, you could definitely see them regressing this year. But uh, the hope was that even if they had a little less luck in the close games this year, they'd still be something close to a playoff team. But uh, that doesn't appear to be the case, sadly. But you're uh, yeah. against the Patriots. That was fun to watch. Well, I mean, I again another another quarterback I felt bad for is Mac Jones. I, I don't necessarily think he deserved what happened to him, but yeah, that was that was definitely a much better showing than the prior week. So let's let's see if we can hang on this week. I'm not so sure with San Francisco. I don't think it's gonna be quite the same game. But Jerry Jones thinks the the path of Super Bowl runs through San Francisco. So I guess. I guess they have that endorsement, which I'm sure 49ers fans were dying for. Mm, oh. Probably right, at least at this point. But we'll see. I mean, it's hard to argue. I, mean, I'd, I wouldn't, pick right wouldn't now, want to see Christian McCaffrey on the other side of a football. Yeah. Just, um, I mean, Buffalo, San Francisco. I mean, who would it be? I, I don't know. San Francisco seems yeah. to I mean, I don't know. Maybe Dallas still has. And sure, here know. we are talking like we know what's going to happen in January and the of course October. we do. Isn't that why everyone's here? <laughs> I was just here for the free coffee. Blue joining us today. Speaking of free, um, no, the little freeloader in your house. He, <laughs> no. He's in timeout right now. But uh, oh, anyway, perpetually you know, like in timeout. Ninety-minute timeout. But. Uh, <laughs> 
Well, it, despite the fact that w- the bye week is upon us, uh, we do have quite we'll a bit going on for you this week. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He's a, he's one of the early buys. Um, yeah. We've got uh, we've got a whole hour. <laughs> it's possible. As as Mia exits stage left, all the cats have taken a buy this week. I guess there's not enough cat teams playing, maybe. Um, but we do we do have an action pack show. We've got everything for you. Uh, the waiver wire is going to be supremely important this week. It was already a little thin. Now we got four teams not playing this week, so certainly some hurdles. Sherpa's going to help us fill the holes due to injury, contract holdouts, you know, hauntings, whatever it might be. We're going to get it taken care of. We're going to tell you who to start, who to sit. We've got daily fantasy picks. We're going to give you game predictions. We're probably not going to agree on a whole lot of them. Um, and, of course, the always lovely injury report. But, like I said, we're here with you for a full hour, probably a little more because we're occasionally a little long-winded. But in case that isn't enough for you, you can find us all week long all over social media. We are on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We're on Twitter slash X, whatever you at the number four THN inches show. That's the number four THN inches show. You can also find us at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can figure out who's who there. You can email us at the number four THN inches show at gmail.com. That's the number four THN inches show at gmail.com. And we're here with you every Tuesday night from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. And of course, after the fact, you can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. We're here to make commutes a little bit easier. And, of course, there's just so many good nuggets of information. One listen might not be enough. You might need more than one. So we're available. <laughs> For me, I listen more uh, than once just because my reading comprehension isn't that great. But it's a, it can be a struggle here. <laughs> we're hoping to take you from, from potential dumpster fire, teetering on the edge of defeat, waiver wire, you know, not having priorities. We're going to figure it out for you. We're going to get you back to championship caliber. It's week five. There's still time. We can turn this around. For those of you at the top, welcome. You know, everyone can use a little extra help. We're here. Um, we do have four teams on the bye this week. The Browns, the Chargers, the Seahawks, and the Buccaneers. So we are down two games, several healthy humans, um, I guess Deshaun Watson gets a little bit longer to heal. Justin Herbert's finger can heal. We'll figure it out. But we will just get the the fun stuff over with, dive right into the injuries, see how bad it's going to look before we go to the waiver wire. We'll start out in Arizona where things are actually pretty calm, you know, despite the fact that they're not that good. But the biggest news uh, injury-wise is that Kyler Murray, we talked about, wasn't expected to return off the pup list when he was first eligible um, they confirmed he's not going to come off this week when he's first eligible. He's still considered, quote, weeks away from playing. It doesn't sound like they're too optimistic about this being anytime soon. Joshua Dobbs is doing a fine job, just just as good as I think Kyler Murray would be doing. So they're going to take their time on him. If you have him stashed, keep him stashed a while longer. Out in Atlanta, they're coming back from – Andy's room uh, across the pond and all of the animated madness that was. (laughs) They're actually made out of of England pretty healthy. Um, One thing to keep an eye on is linebacker Troy Anderson, which they're already a little thin at linebacker, is dealing with a torn pectoral muscle. He's having surgery. He's going to be out four to six months, so linebackers are not getting any healthier out there. 
in Baltimore, we could probably have a whole episode just on the Baltimore Ravens injury report every week, but to give you the highlights or lowlights, depending how you're looking at it, right tackle Ronnie Stanley did not play last week. They thought maybe he was on track, too. He's been battling through a knee injury, um, but he was a late inactive. They're going to wait and see again until game time this week. Uh, certainly, it'd be nice to get a little healthier before going into the Steelers' defense. Not that the Steelers are scaring a ton of people, but that defense is not one you want getting at Lamar untouched. Uh, also, on the defensive side of things, Marlon Humphrey did not play last week. He was someone they were hoping to get back. He's dealing with a foot injury. Again, we're going to be touch and go here. Uh, in the wide receiver core, they were without Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham Jr. last week. Could go either way on them again. Bateman's dealing with a strained hamstring. Odell Beckham Jr.'s got the always lovely high ankle sprain. Um, this is a marquee game. He tends to show up for those, so I wouldn't be shocked if he was active. I don't know if he's someone you want in your fantasy lineup, but we'll wait and see how, how things go as the week progresses. Um, the worst news probably of all is linebacker David Ojabo. He's on IR. They were hoping to get him back. He was He's dealing with ankle and knee injuries. Um, but this week, John Harbaugh said he might not be back at all this season. He's going to have another couple of doctors look at him, but it's not looking like he's going to have much of a season, if any, which is not great for somebody who took in the first round and two years he's played two games. Uh, let's move on to Buffalo, where things are marginally healthier. Unfortunately, they did lose cornerback Travis White to a torn Achilles tendon in the game on Sunday against the Dolphins. Not a lot went wrong for the Bills, but that was probably the worst thing that happened to them. Also, Von Miller is going to be back at practice this week. His practice window is officially opening. He's He's been dealing with that. the torn ACL coming back. They're probably not going to activate him this week. They said he's not going to be ready right away, but the fact that we're opening the practice window means he's in the near future. So that's good for Bills fans. Out in Carolina, wide receiver Jonathan Mingo did not get cleared out of the concussion protocol for Sunday's game. As of now, he's still in the protocol. They're hoping he's going to be uh, cleared by this weekend, but we'll, we'll, or I'm sorry, by next week, but we'll see how it goes. Um, also, keep an eye on cornerback Dante Jackson. He left the game last week with a shoulder injury. They're calling him questionable. Not sure yet how serious it is, but something to keep an eye on. Their, their secondary really can use all help it can get. In Chicago, we saw a, a really, really heartbreaking loss for the Bears. Um, things things didn't get a lot better when the injury report came out after the game. Safety Eddie Jackson is dealing with a foot injury. He's planning to play on Thursday. Uh, they have a, a short week going to Washington to see the Commanders, but he says he's planning on playing. Tackle Tevin Jenkins was designated to return from IR t- uh, yesterday. He was dealing with a calf injury, so they're hoping that he will be back in that lineup sooner rather than later. Again, the Bears get all take all the help they can get at this point. Um, maybe play calling, also something you want to look at, but I digress. Out in Cincinnati, uh, things, things aren't going a whole heck of a lot better there. Uh, T. Higgins is dealing with a fractured rib. He said yesterday that he doesn't think this is going to keep him out for an extended period of time or maybe at all. He is still not rolling out the chance of playing on Sunday in Arizona. Uh, Ribs are tough. That's really a pain tolerance thing. It sounds like he's motivated to get out there. He is in a contract year. That is important to remember. Also, the Bengals are terrible right now. So I don't know if I had a fractured rib, if I'd be going out there, but that might be why I'm not in the NFL. Also, I'm only 5'4". Uh, there's a whole number of issues, but that might just be one of them. 
Uh, Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow not showing up in their injury report. We all know that Cav is not 100% healthy, and that offensive line is still terrible. So, again, things to keep in mind when you're setting your lineup. In Cleveland, we're coming into a bye week, but it was worth noting that Quarterback Deshaun Watson scratched himself pregame. Interesting that after the game, uh, it was made a point to be told to the media that he was medically cleared to play, and he decided that he didn't feel ready, which good for him. If you're not ready, you don't think you can can help your team. Um, But it is interesting that people are noting he's played through a lot worse injuries and, and, you know, this was kind of a big game and – look around at what Joe Burrow is doing. It's an interesting other side of the coin to do you play through injury to the detriment of your team or do you be the bigger person and say, hey, I'm not going to be helpful. Let's let's have old DTR go out there, which didn't go great either. But neither here nor there, a debate for another time. Um, they well, are also dealing – Between an arm injury and a leg injury too because – This know, is true. And it... Joe Burrow can still throw the ball versus Deshaun Watson. Theory. Yeah, yeah and I'm I, I'm not I, entirely I'm sure he's anybody's <laughs> no. with an exactly. situation like that because I don't know what they're feeling. And it's it's interesting to me also that the shoulder wasn't the actual only injury he sustained. That's just the only one he's on the injury report for. He took a lot of big hits that week, and he didn't throw it all during the week. So uh, clearly, it's it's bigger than just a bruise. I don't know if I would have rather he go out there and and look like Derek Carr did. Um, So keep an eye on it. We're not sure how serious it is, how how it's going to impact him going forward. Um, Also keep an eye on center Ethan Pozik. He's day-to-day with a knee injury. Uh, He got knocked out of the game on Sunday. So not having a starting center, not having a quarterback. These are things you certainly want to keep an eye on. Also defensive end, Miles Garrett. I was just going to, if I can butt in oh, for yeah. a second, uh, he scratched himself. That gives him something in common with me and Blue. <laughs> True. Blue Blue does, he does scratch himself late in the game. He's he's right up the game time. We never know if he's going to show up or not. <laughs> yeah. G2D, yeah. We're all day to day. We really all are. I always laugh when people say that was an injury designation. It's like, yeah, yeah, so is everyone else on the planet. We're all figuring it out. Um, speaking of day-to-day, also Miles Garrett officially being listed day-to-day with a left foot injury. He is going to be fine. They have a bye week also. Miles Garrett just doesn't take himself out of games. Not a knock on Deshaun Watson, just Miles Garrett's going to be out there. Dorian Thompson-Robinson got his debut last week. Did not go the way he thought it was going to. It was a tough matchup, but they have a bye week to regroup and try to try to get that figured out. Uh, <laughs> the Cowboys, uh, we had some good things. We had some bad things. Uh, tackle Tyron Smith is, quote, iffy. That's a new injury designation out of Dallas. We're now calling guys iffy. With a knee injury uh, for Sunday's game, obviously it would be a whole heck of a lot better if he was out there, and preferably if he dressed, if he actually played. Those would be real positives for the Cowboys. Michael Parsons did get knocked out of the game briefly. They're calling it a knee injury. He's planning on playing on Sunday. Uh, Zach, Zach Martin, guard, who just came back from injury, now dealing with a bruised quad. He was knocked out of the game, questionable coming into this week, as is running back Rico Doddle, who's been diagnosed with a hip contusion following an MRI, so not more serious, but certainly something to keep an eye on in deeper leagues especially. Out in Denver, uh, they 
it stole a win this week. <laughs> they did unfortunately lose running back Devontae Williams. Uh, he was knocked out of the game with a hip injury. They're saying it's a hip flexor injury, and he's planning on playing. Uh, that's probably going to go down to game time. I don't think it's a for sure you can pencil him in the lineup, but he's certainly on the right track, not as serious as they thought it was going to be. In Detroit, dealing with a lot of injuries to the defense, especially safeties and linebackers, really not a lot of depth there right now. On the offensive side of the ball, though, they're pretty healthy, knock on wood. That is a good thing. In Green Bay, uh, tight end Luke Musgrave is in the concussion protocol. He was at practice today. It was limited, so we're at least on the right track to potentially uh, playing this week. Guard John Runyon was knocked out of the game with an ankle sprain. He's certainly going to go either way, uh, so that, that offensive line could certainly use use some help. They're also going to be without uh, David Bakhtiari, most notably Aaron Rodgers' BFF. <laughs> He's going to be out for a while after another arthroscopic knee surgery. They're trying to get him on the docket for another surgery in a couple of weeks so that they might have a chance for having him play this season. Doesn't sound super promising to me, but... You never know. Also, cornerback Jair Alexander is dealing with a back injury. It's officially listed as questionable. There are some real questions about how serious this is and how much uh, time he's potentially going to miss because they started bringing in cornerbacks for workouts today. So keep an eye on that. That's a a big part of that that defense that we would certainly like to not be without. In Texas, down in Houston, It looks like tackle Larry Tunsil is optimistic he's going to play this week. He's been dealing with a knee injury, hasn't been on the field in a couple of weeks, but that would certainly give that O-line a boost. Also, center Kendrick Green is potentially not going to be playing this week. He was knocked out of the game on Sunday against the Steelers with a knee injury. Right now he's listed as questionable, so keep an eye on that. You never like having a center away from a rookie quarterback who he just drops doing all right, though. In Indianapolis, tight end Jelani Woods is going on injured reserve. Uh, Well, he's still on it. He's staying on it. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. Um, They're not opening his practice window yet. He's not going to be activated this this week for the game for the Titans. However, running back Jonathan Taylor is officially going to be in practicing tomorrow with the team. Not entirely sure. How much, what capacity, if he's going to decide to play, I, we don't know. But keep an eye on it. I know Sherpa's fantasy team could certainly use a healthy running back or two. Uh, but that ankle injury, he says he's fine. We're going to find out pretty soon. Center Ryan Kelly uh, did not play last week with a concussion. And quarterback Sam Ellinger, just in case you're really hurting and in a deep league or, you know, you're – my fantasy team, and you like having backup quarterbacks, he is going to stay inactive for the foreseeable future. Gardner Minshew is going to be the second quarterback there. So don't don't be alarmed for Minshew Mania fans. Everything is safe. In Kansas City, uh, I don't know if you've heard about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> don't worry, we're not rehashing it here. We are worried more about the Chiefs secondary, who is dealing with quite a few injuries. Um, a lot of soft tissue, a lot of quads, a lot of hamstrings. So keep an eye on that as as the week goes. That's more so for you gambling fans who are trying to cover a point spread that Patrick Mahomes is not trying to do you any favors on. In Las Vegas, we were without quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo last week. The Aiden O'Connell experience did not go great. Um, we're going to see if Jimmy gets out of concussion protocol this week. He is 
uncertain. They're really not sure how it's going to go. The next two days will be pretty pivotal, so keep an eye on that. Also, their secondary is pretty banged up. That is a reoccurring theme. Stop me if you've heard it before. Out in Los Angeles, well, we saw we saw some things from the Chargers, one of them being Justin Herbert suffering a fractured middle finger. Uh, it's his non-throwing hand kind of affects how he holds the football, and ideally it would be nice if he could stop getting sacked so much so that he could maybe stop following on it, but got his hand caught in someone's face mask. It wasn't great. Running back Austin Eckler did not play last week. There was thought maybe he would. So, again, we're going to play the he's going to be questionable right up until game time, so have a plan B. Still dealing with that ankle injury. Uh, Joey Bosa also still questionable. Just keep an eye on things. Tight end Donald Parham Jr. uh, was diagnosed with a sprained wrist after some x-rays following his exit out of the game on Sunday. They thought it might be worse than it was, so luckily he will hopefully not miss too much time. They certainly need some healthy bodies out there. On the other side of town, the Rams, Matt Stafford is still Matt Stafford. (laughs) Can't walk, but he's going to guide you to an overtime win. That's just what he does. He's officially dealing with a hip contusion. Uh, He's planning to play. He didn't leave the game. He couldn't really walk. It's fine. He seems unconcerned. We're going to let it happen. He played with a fractured back. This is nothing. Running back Kyron Williams is officially questionable. He suffered a bruised hip during the game, uh, so keep an eye on him coming into the week. Tight end Tyler Higby is, quote, banged up. He's got his thumb banged up. He's questionable. He's probably going to play barring some kind of setback. It doesn't sound terribly serious. And I don't know if you've heard, they have this guy, Cooper Cup, little-known wide receiver on the team. He's been on injured reserve with a hamstring injury. He is going to start practicing this week. There is thought he is going to be activated and play this week against the Eagles. We will talk a little bit more about that when we get to the start and sit, whether Sherpa and I think that's a great idea. In Miami, uh, this week did not go quite as well as last week did for them. They were on the wrong side of a beatdown, and the the defense got a little banged up, might be hurt feelings, a little bit of, little bit of injuries, a little bit of both, um, but also worth noting, wide receiver River Craycraft officially on injured reserve with a shoulder injury. So those garbage time looks, I guess, are all going to go to Braxton Berrios now. So good for him. And Minnesota, pretty healthy. This team has actually stayed remarkably healthy. Um, one item to note, center Garrett Bradbury is questionable, but he's playing through it. So we were going to anticipate he's going to continue to do that. In New England, the biggest news was not Mac Jones getting benched, who is still going to be your starter this week, um, but linebacker Matthew Judon is having surgery tomorrow to repair a bicep tear, partial tear, depending who you ask. They said he's expecting to miss at least two months, but plans to be back before the season's over. That sounds like madness to me, but also Matthew Judon is a different type of human, so good for him. Also keep an eye on cornerback Jonathan Jones, who's still banged up and dealing with injuries. The defense uh, definitely needs to get a little healthier, needs a little help. We'll see if maybe this week will get a little better for them. Um, In New Orleans, as we alluded to, Derek Carr of the sprained AC joint did play last week, and it went about as well as expected. Um, He is going to keep playing through this. Whether whether that means he's somebody you want to start your lineup, I don't know. But for what it's worth, he'll be on the field. Tight end Jawan Johnson is also pretty questionable. He was knocked out of the game with a calf injury. That looks like that may be something that's going to cause him to miss a game or two, so keep an eye on that. 
And we did not have running back Jamal Williams last week dealing with that hamstring injury. So keep an eye on that coming in, uh, coming out of the next couple of weeks. He's officially on IR, but hoping he's going to be back this season. It was more a roster move issue than anything else. So we'll see how that goes. In New York, Sherpa's Giants, there might be good news. There might be some. Saquon Barkley is officially questionable, not doubtful for this week. So that's something. We're hoping it gets a little healthier. Uh, the Giants could use it. Also, tight end Daniel Bellinger uh, was knocked out of the game on Monday with a knee injury. The uh, tush-push, as some call it, was not great for the Giants. Not only did it not get them the first down, but two players got injured because of it. So keep an eye on that. Uh, I think we're going to try to practice that a little bit better this week. <laughs> the other side of town, um, Aaron Rodgers made some waves this week, uh, really this afternoon on the Pat McAfee show. He says he is rehabbing very aggressively. He's ahead of schedule, and he's targeting a return to action during the playoffs. So he's hoping the team stays competitive until that point when he can ride in and take them to victory on his one leg. I mean, I guess that's a great plan, but we'll see. something to say about that. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I guess we're all still optimistic in week five. <laughs> Eagles are a little banged up. Uh, wide receiver Kez Watkins was inactive last week. Questionable going into this weekend. Center Cam Jurgens is doubtful. He's probably going to be out the next couple of weeks. He suffered a foot sprain and was knocked out of the game with the Commanders. Uh, he is a big boy, and that was not a, a, a good-looking sprain. So I wouldn't be shocked if he's out for the next couple of weeks. Also, wide receiver slash return man Britton Covey was knocked out with a head injury. He's officially in the uh, concussion protocol. Could go either way. Keep an eye on as the week goes. Um, but, again, really only if you're in a very deep league do you need to be starting him. In Pittsburgh, things things were not great. Um, tight end Pat Fryermuth is doubtful, probably going to be out for a week or so. Uh, he, he got pretty banged up. Kenny Pickett was really the big name. He... Had some tests done on the knee. It looked bad, um, but they're saying that he might play this week, that things might be okay. It's it's a bruise. He's scheduled to practice in some capacity. That's a direct quote from Mike Tomlin. Tomorrow we'll see how that goes over the next couple of days. Um, again, probably not the best matchup even if you were healthy, but we're not going to know for a while, really until game time, how far this is really going to go. In San Francisco, uh, running back Elijah Mitchell is being viewed as a day-to-day with a knee injury. I'm sure some of you forgot he was on this team behind Christian McCaffrey and his four touchdowns. Also dealing with a couple of injuries to the defense, but, you know, if he keeps scoring touchdowns, I guess that, that becomes less of an issue. The Seahawks in Monday Night Football last night suffered a couple of, of tough injuries and potential near misses. Uh, Geno Smith got tackled, twisted up. They're calling it a bruised knee, sprained knee, whoever you ask. They're saying it's not that serious. He only missed two plays. He came back. Um, Seahawks feel it was a dirty hit. Giants don't. That's okay. Geno Smith looks like he's going to be fine for this week. Safety Jamal Adams, we were all excited, finally came back and was promptly knocked out of the game with a concussion. Uh, They're optimistic he's going to play this week, so we'll see if he officially gets out of the concussion protocol or how that's going to go. But right now they think it's turning in the right direction. Also lost a couple of guards, defensive tackle Jerron Reed. He was carted off with a leg injury. 
Uh, Damian Lewis left with a leg injury. Phil Hayes has a calf injury. It was not a good time to be a lineman and have legs, basically. So keep an eye on those. <laughs> really, really just covering the whole gamut there. Yeah. <laughs> Buccaneers uh, lost Mike Evans mid-game with what they're calling t- a tweaked hamstring. Uh, questionable going into this week. Probably going to be a game-time decision. Also, safety Ryan Neal was knocked out with a concussion. Keep an eye on that as well. In Tennessee, Traylon Burks was not active last week. Keep an eye on him. Again, uh, certainly a deeper option for you. Wide receiver Kyle Phillips is officially designated to return from IR. He's been on there with a knee injury. Tight end Josh Weil is going to be out with an ankle injury. He was ruled out pretty early on in that Bengals game. Doesn't look like he's on track to play this week, but keep an eye on it. Down in Washington. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Commanders got a little beat up. Uh, They're also, they seem to have the flu going through the locker room, so don't be alarmed if you don't see guys practicing. But Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel were both limited today with ankle and quad injuries, respectively. And, I think that is the end of our injury report. So everyone take a deep breath. You can stop eating your, your Thanksgiving turkey. I think we're going to get to the real meat and potatoes of this and get some waiver wire picks. How are you feeling about that, Sherpa? Um, usually I feel pretty good about that, but this week just it's tough. between bad matchups and bye weeks, I, I don't have as long a list as I was hoping to have, but I'll, I'll share with you what I do have. Uh, as far as running backs go, the two that would be at the top of my list would be Jaleel McLaughlin with Denver and Ty J. Spears with Tennessee, which maybe is indicative of the fact that this might not be the greatest week to be dumpster diving for a running back on your waiver wire. Uh, Justice Hill for Baltimore, also a reasonable option. A couple others that I like generally but don't have good matchups this week are Jalen Warren with Pittsburgh and Chuba Hubbard with Carolina. Um, some others to consider. I mean, I'm guessing nobody dropped Jonathan Taylor in your league unless you're playing in some really unusual league that doesn't have you know, a bench spot or doesn't have IR spots or something like that. But on the off chance, <laughs> obviously be a pickup for me. Same thing with Jeff Wilson in Miami. And then a little bit um, – lesser known, but potentially uh, valuable is Keaton Mitchell with Baltimore, as you alluded to, between yep. you know, all the running back injuries they've had there and, you know, who really knows if um, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill are going to be able to stay healthy. So maybe Keaton Mitchell yeah. gets a chance. But uh, anyway, um, did I miss anyone from your list or Unfortunately, no, because the list is thin. <laughs> it's, it's rough out there. Um, McLaughlin, I think, is very interesting. I don't love the matchup this week, but I think he is interesting going forward. Javante Williams has not been a picture of healthy over his career as much as it pains me. Um, so I, I think he, he could get some interesting looks. Okay. And moving on to wide receiver, a couple – Probably my two biggest recommendations are one, Michael Wilson, who I cut in a league last week where you can only make one move a week in Dynasty League, and I picked him up and dropped him. And, of course, he had two touchdowns in his career game. The only way. uh, (laughs) He he would be one, and then uh, Romeo Dubs with Green Bay would be the other highly recommended uh, guy for this week. Uh, some other yeah. recommendations with decent matchups this week would include Jaden Reed with Green Bay, 
Michael Gallup with Dallas, Josh Reynolds with Detroit, and I wouldn't be too worried about Jamison Williams coming back, but uh, we'll see there. And uh, Darius Davis with the Chargers, who I wouldn't put too much stock in the run um, game uh, action that he got there last week, but might still be a viable receiver for them. And a couple other guys that um, are on my list, but not necessarily as guys I'd want to start this week, are Nick Westbrook-Akini with uh, Tennessee and Terrace Marshall Jr. with Carolina. And, again, I doubt anybody dropped uh, Cooper Cup, but uh, if somebody has had a lot of good fortune and is stacked at wide receiver and has him coming off the injury list this week, uh, he might be a decent trade target or, you know, one of the – Guys who he'd be displacing might be a decent trade target, too. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen to Puka Nakua uh, when Cooper Cup comes back. And I am, too, because he's he's running guys. his routes. He's getting his looks. Like, how do you how do you tell him, listen, we're going we're gonna to throw to you three times less than we are now for a guy who's maybe healthy? Yes, he is great, but, like, Puka Nakua is on fire right now, like, how do you, how do you change what he's doing in that lineup? I just uh, don't like it. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. So moving on to quarterback, um, two options that I like a lot this week are C.J. Stroud with Houston and Sam Howell with mm-hmm. Washington, although he's got the Thursday night game, which I know you love. Uh, Joshua Dobbs, now that you know Tyler Murray, <laughs> is not going to be um, in this week. And then, um, I don't love the matchup, but if you're really desperate and don't have other options, maybe try Zach Wilson. But again, that's uh, a much lower priority than the other guys. Yes, he looks okay, For but sure. I I don't know. I'm you know if he does it a few more times, then maybe I'll start to believe it. But and then if your quarterback situation is good right now, you're not up against any bye week issues, and you have a roster spot to play with. I still think Kyler Murray might be a decent stash if you have the roster room. Yes. Yes. I agree. I mean, he, he's going to be back at some point. And Joshua Dobbs is doing great, but there's no way we're paying Kyler Murray all that money to just hang out. Although, sometimes I wonder in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. well, they did that with Joshua. Well, they didn't do it with Joshua Rosen because he was only one year yeah. into his uh, rookie contract when they replaced him with Kyle Murray, but that's another story for another day. That's, so that's moving on to tight ends, the two options that I really like a lot this week are Jake Ferguson with Dallas and Zach Ertz with Arizona, both widely available. Uh, Dalton Schultz finally showed some signs of life for yep. uh, the Texans this past week, and we figured that uh, C.J. Stroud was going to connect with him at some point. And then some other mm-hmm. options only if you're desperate because I don't like the matchups this week with Cole Komet with Chicago, Johnny Smith with Atlanta, and Tyler Conklin with the Jets. Yeah, yeah. I, Cole Komet, he keeps finding his way into the end zone. I think it's, it's not a bad idea. Maybe t- this week isn't the week, but he certainly is getting looks, and they seem to be trying their damn to throw the football despite the fact it's not really working. Yeah, um, I mean, I was really high on Dalton Schultz coming into this season and actually cut him already in one league just because oh. there were some some of these rookie tight ends that are doing really well. For some reason, Sam Laporta was on the waiver wire in that. Oh, well, I can't believe you for that. Yeah. Dropped Dalton Schultz for that, so that 
to me, I, I wouldn't say it was a no-brainer, but I didn't have to think too hard yeah. and were too long about that one. But and then I, uh, defense, if you're looking. If you're looking to stream a defense this week, uh, the two that I like the most are, and are widely available are Washington, home against Chicago on Thursday night, and then Detroit, home against Carolina on Sunday. Some other um, generally available options uh, with good matchups this week include Denver against the Jets, home against the Jets, Miami, home against the Giants, Houston on the road at Atlanta and Arizona, home against a banged-up Cincinnati team. So if you're looking to stream a defense, there are a handful of pretty uh, appealing options. It's, it's, there's a one good thing on the waiver wire this week, and it is defenses, <laughs> mostly because everybody's injured. <laughs> so shall we uh, get into some uh, position top tens and avoid lists? Yes. I am I'm curious to see how how we break these down this week. I think we're I think we might have some interesting lists. Bye weeks always go listen to a tizzy. I don't know. I, I didn't find that many what I would consider close games this week. I mean maybe a handful, but I'll put our over under for a number of picks we agree on this week. If there's fourteen games, I'll put our over under at uh ten. Okay. That feels that feels like it. On the number we agree with. So Let's check back later and see how we did. I might, I right, might um, be over. <laughs> okay. Um, running backs. Uh, who who are your top ten running backs for this week? Well, I think it's it's Christian McCaffrey, and then there's everyone else. Uh, it's it's hard to put anyone else at number one right now. Um, I've got Josh Jacobs at a kind of distant second. I like the matchup against Green Bay. Kyron Williams in. Uh, well, I guess with Philly at home, that Philly defense has not been quite what I thought and what it should be. Bijan Robinson at four and Tony Pollard at five. David Montgomery all the way up at six. Devon Achain at seven. Saquon Barkley, if he plays at eight. If not, bump Alvin Kamara up from nine. DeAndre Swift from ten. And throw Travis Etienne in at the new 10, but I, it seems like Saquon may play, and it might just be to make sure David or Daniel Jones doesn't die, which I'm fine with. I think that's admirable. I'm sure you're fine with him dying. You're fine with him playing so that he doesn't die. So that he doesn't die. I like Daniel Jones. I would I would be happy with him as my quarterback, but, you know, I'm okay. stuck with Dak Prescott. Nice. <laughs> and Trey <checking>. Lance. <laughs> Not wishing death on Daniel um, Jones, just for the record. <laughs> Cooper Rush is still there too, if you. But anyway, I'm a big Cooper Rush um, fan. So for big me, fan. <laughs> so for me, uh, Christian McCaffrey also at the top of my list. I have David Montgomery at two, and former Lions running back DeAndre Swift at three, Isaiah Pacheco at four, Tony Pollard five, James Cook six, Damian Pierce seven. Raheem Mostert and teammate uh, Devon Aitchin at 8 and 9, respectively. <clears throat> and then uh, Kyron Williams, if he's healthy enough to play at 10. Honorable mentions this week for James Conner, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, and Ramondre Stevenson. Okay. All right. That's not, we're not too terribly far off here. Uh, who are you avoiding um, this week? Well... I, I want to avoid pretty much everything that has anything to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. I'm not interested in Jalen Warren. I'm not interested in Najee Harris. 
Not interested in really anything happening there right now, but for running back purposes, we'll stop there. Javante Williams in Denver, as I talked about, not sure how healthy he is. Don't love the matchup. The rookies are interesting. It's just not a very high-scoring game. A.J. Dillon in Green Bay. I'm staying away from this week. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, Rashad Penny, anyone else who wants to put on a helmet and pretend they were running back for the Eagles, just anyone not named uh, DeAndre Swift, just don't start. Zach Moss, Antonio Gibson, Jaleel McLaughlin, as I talk about how much I like him, I don't love the matchup, as we mentioned before. Latavius Murray, Devin Singletary, and Jarek McKinnon. Kind of happy Isaiah Pacheco is sort of like a, a part of the action again in Kansas City. Yeah, he had that one impressive uh, touchdown. Yeah, uh, better than nothing. So for me, uh, Derrick Henry coming in at the top of my avoid list, which might be a little surprising given uh, how well his team did last week, but not expecting a repeat this week. uh, Not even Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne, Miles Saunders, and Sanders, excuse me, uh, Brees Hall, like Alvin that. Cook. I don't like either of them. Uh, Give him Alexander a little flair. <laughs> Pardon? Giving him a little flair. I like that. Saunders. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting confused with uh, John Saunders, I think, the uh, ESPN former announcer. Um, Alexander Madison. I think he's not likely to be active this week. Uh, Probably not. Cleo Herbert, <laughs> Najee Harris, and Jalen Warren combo, and then uh, Chuba Hubbard um, also avoid, and uh, Tyler Algier and uh, Matt Brito also on my dishonorable mention this, this week. There you go. I mean, we we made it like almost three quarters of a show before like really going off the rails. This is actually pretty good for us so far. <laughs> Yeah. I think about certain John Saunders at running back team this week, but other than that, we're fine. <laughs> okay. For um, wide receivers, <laughs> top ten for me, Tyreek Hill, Stephon yes. Diggs, Amon Ross St. Brown, Nico Collins, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Jalen Waddle, C.D. Lamb, Dave Flowers, and Marquise Brown. Honorable mentions, Brandon Ayuk, Devontae Smith, uh, Devonta Parker and uh, Tank Dell. So, uh, how much overlap do we have at wide receiver? Um, we got some. We got some. Um, Tyreek Hill also at the top of my list. Really, really hard not to. Uh, Justin Jefferson checking in at two. Stephon Diggs at three. Devonte Adams in a quasi revenge game at four. AJ Brown at five. Jamar Chase kind of reluctantly at six. Uh, Mon Ross St. Brown at seven. C.D. Lamb at 8, Chris Olave at 9, and Debo Samuel at 10. Notably not on that list is Cooper Cup. Uh, he's not on my list either, nor on my avoid list. But, um, oh, he's on my avoid people list. People who did make <laughs> Pardon? Oh, he's, he's making an appearance on my avoid list. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's really uh, a good um, pick worth discussing. Uh, Justin Jefferson at the top of my avoid list. I think the Chiefs secondary is better than people think, and uh, I don't see Minnesota scoring a lot of points there, hopefully for the sake of my fantasy teams with Kirk Cousins <laughs> on them I'm wrong, but uh, it's not about my fantasy teams. Uh, Garrett Wilson, I mean, it is a little bit. Uh, Devontae Adams, 
Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore, Drake London, Christian Kirk, George Pickens, and Adam Thielen all on my avoid list this week. And dishonorable mention to Wondell Robinson, who had a lot of uh, garbage time receptions last night, but uh, not somebody I'd want to be starting this week, even though they will be probably uh, facing a lot of garbage time again this week. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. I I think you're right. Um, As noted, my avoid list features one Cooper Cup because I think that they are going to activate him. I think he is going to get on the field, and I think this is a terrible idea. I don't think it's a great matchup for it. I don't think he's healthy either. This hamstring thing is lingering. I have not seen any real signs that this is like we're at 100%. It's been a lot of, oh, we're not sure how this longness will last. We're not sure if he'll be ready. That doesn't instill me with a lot of confidence here. The fact that Matt Stafford's already banged up, our running backs are banged up, Tyler Higby might not be able to catch a football. There's a lot of moving parts here that if Cooper Cup is not perfect, they're going to have a real big problem. And I think we're going to force it. I don't want to see him get hurt again, but I don't think he's playing all these plays. So I'm staying away from Cooper Cup. Maybe it comes back to bite me in the ass later, but I'm willing to risk it. (laughs) Also staying away from what? (laughs) No, go ahead. I'm I'm just just thinking that I – would have a hard time starting him too. I might be a little less reluctant than you, but yeah, it could definitely come back. I want, to I want no part of it. I want home. no part. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm willing, I'm willing to live with the points on my bench. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I only, I only have him on one team. So really I'm talking real big for somebody who's got eight fantasy football teams, but I, I'm not starting him. I don't even want to think about starting him. So We'll see how this works out. We'll, we'll, we'll be here in a week we'll to see, see if I look like a genius. George Pickens, also on the avoid list. Let's let's avoid all of the Steelers. That's going to be a running theme. Alan Lazard, Darius Slayton, Curtis Samuel, Traylon Burks, Kendrick Bourne, Odell Beckham Jr. Again, I think he's going to be active. I don't think he's going to be worth it. Sky Moore, T. Higgins, who sounds like he's going to try to play, play through a fractured rib, which is a terrible idea. So... Staying away from uh, a lot of the South teams in the AFC North. How about the quarterback you like for this week? Love Josh Allen this week. Josh Allen versus defensive Josh Allen. I think offensive Josh Allen's coming out on top. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at number two. Sacks the last time they played, didn't he? Yes, he did. It's just it's very confusing to watch these games, but I like it. We should just do a split screen of the two of them. I would actually really I, – I might be willing to pay extra for that. I would be very interested in that. <laughs> I'm taking offensive, not offensive, but offensive Josh Allen to persevere over defensive Josh Allen. He's at the top of my list this week, followed by Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Lamar Jackson checking in at three. Again, you can tell I'm really not picking the Steelers this week. Jalen Hurts at four. Tua is coming in at five. Kirk Cousins sneaking all the way up to six. Anthony Richardson at seven. Jordan Love, Justin Fields, and C.J. Stroud rounding out the ten here. How are you feeling about this list? We have, a, we have a good amount of overlap. I have Patrick okay. Mahomes at the top of my list, uh, followed by Josh Allen. Tua Tagovailoa, three. Jalen Hurts, four. Jared Goff, five. Lamar Jackson, 6, C.J. Stroud, 7, Brock Purdy, 8, Jordan Love, 9, Russell Wilson, 10, and then uh, honorable mention to Joshua Dobbs and Mac Jones uh, 
is probably you're probably surprised to hear him on that list, but uh, I actually am about that later. Yes, <laughs> I'm. I, I like your optimism. I'll be smiling this week. We'll see. Well, that might be whoa. one of the four games that we get to disagree on if we are over under of ten. I'm thinking that might be one. Three. I don't so, hate it though. Uh, um, my avoid list features Russell Wilson. I'm I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with the whole thing. <laughs> He's turning into the Falcons for me. Also, staying away from Trevor Lawrence is a terrible matchup. Zach Wilson, again, we had some signs of life last week. He's going to Denver. That's going to be a little more of an issue. Matthew Stafford, not entirely sure he can walk. I am sure he can probably win a football game if he wants to, but I don't know if I want to put all my hopes and dreams of my fantasy team on his shoulders. Staying away from Dak Prescott, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell and whoever else wants to play quarterback for the Vegas. Um, also sitting Brian Tannehill, Desmond Ritter, and Derek Carr slash at all in New Orleans. Kirk Cousins actually snuck his way up to the top of my avoid list this week. Ooh, uh, I think Lawrence. we feel different about that game. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know that we feel differently about who's going to win, but certainly about how competitive Minnesota might be, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kirk Cousins at the top of my list. Trevor Lawrence, I agree with you, don't like the matchup, even though it is in uh, London, and they have the advantage of having been there for a week already. Justin Fields, yeah. Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Kenny Pickett, Bryce Young, uh, Desmond Ritter, and then uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Aiden O'Connell, whoever. The experience. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, tight ends is some good options this week. Uh, Travis Kelsey yeah, may not have scored uh, against the Jets, but um, still – Winning the hearts like of America. <laughs> yes. Um, there be a lot of people that have never watched a football game before wearing his jersey, and that's okay. Mm-hmm, true. Uh, Sam Laporta, <laughs> two. Um, Mark Andrews, three. Dallas Goddard, four. George Kittle, five. Dalton Kincaid, six. Hunter Henry, seven. Dalton Schultz, eight. Zach Ertz, nine. And Luke Musgrave, if he's healthy enough to play for the Packers this week, uh, rounding out my top ten recommendations for tight end. Okay. Um, I have T.J. Hawkinson at the top of my list. Travis Kelsey's actually three on my list. Mark Andrews coming in at number two. Uh, Evan Ingram and Sam Laporte rounding out the top five, followed by George Kittle, Darren Waller, Zach Ertz, Jake Ferguson, and Cole Komet. Believe it or not, old Cole Komet's in the lineup. <laughs> Cole Komet also on my list, but the other one, uh, T.J. Yeah. Hawkinson at the top of my list. <laughs> There's oh. a trend here. Uh, Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts, Evan Ingram, Hayden Hurst, Cole Komet, Chiga Conquo, Tyler Conklin, Darnell Washington, and Michael Mayer, and hopefully you're not having to start any of those uh, lost four or five names, even if you do have uh, bi-week spots to fill. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not great. Um, yeah, I, same. see Luke Musgraves on my avoid list. He's on your list. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, Tyler Conklin, Johnny Smith, Tyler Higby, Irv Smith Jr., Dalton Schultz, Logan Thomas, Kylan Granson, Pat Fryermuth. Like you said, it's there's really a drop off once you get to that second tier of tight ends. So not not a lot of 
trouble coming up with the avoid list, unfortunately. How about uh, defenses? Who do you like this week? <clears throat> I mean, there's some good matchups. <laughs> um, I really like the Ravens' defense an awful, awful lot because I really don't like the Steelers' offense. Um, Dolphins, the Commanders, the 49ers, the Jets, the Colts, the Lions, the Saints, Patriots. Um, hell, I, I might even get crazy and throw the Packers in there, too. For me, my list has uh, Washington at the top of it, followed by Detroit, <laughs> Miami, Green Bay, Baltimore, Denver, Buffalo, Houston, Indy, and Kansas City. Those are the 10 defenses I would most like to start this week. I actually have Kansas City on my avoid list of defenses this week. So I think we're the pictures are coming together of this game for us. Um, I'm I'm staying away from the Chiefs, the Bears, the Titans, the Texans, Bills, Cardinals, Eagles, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos. Yeah, not loving a lot of guys this week. So I also have a rather um, a longer than 10 list of defenses I'm yeah. trying to avoid this week. Minnesota would be at the top of that. Uh, Jacksonville, the Giants, Carolina, Dallas. Las Vegas, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, New Orleans, Cincinnati, the Rams, the Jets, and the 49ers, all defenses that I would hope that I don't have to start this week. We all hope. We all hope we don't have to start. (laughs) Bad matchups out there. Yeah, let's hop right into uh, game predictions. The Thursday night game has the – Hapless Bears against the slightly less hapless uh, Commanders. And I just think um, Chicago, you know, they seem to find new ways to snatch uh, victory from the jaws of, uh, defeat from the jaws of victory every week. And I think that will continue this week. I think Sam Howell will have a nice uh, game against the Bears defense. I'll go with Washington 24-14 here. I'm going to go with the Bears 24-23, a barn burner. The field goal is going to go in their favor this time. I just, I just, I want Justin Fields to do well so badly. This Bears team, like, they could actually be a real team. That game just about killed me last week. It was terrible. It was so bad. <laughs> just Thursday night is a place for redemption because all of the weird happens, and this is their time. Chicago's getting their win this week. Mark it down. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jacksonville is uh, a road team this <laughs> week, but they are in London again. And Buffalo, technically the home team, no Bills Mafia yeah. this week, or at least not uh, maybe a different sounding Bills Mafia than usual. But I think regardless, they're going to win this soccer game pretty hooligan. easily. like that. Yeah, it could be. Um, I, I don't think Jacksonville is going to put up too much of a fight here. I'm going to go with Buffalo. If they can dismantle Miami the way they did Sunday, they or to me, an easy pick here. I'll say Buffalo 31, Jacksonville 21. Yeah, I I went Buffalo 34, Jacksonville 27. So we're we're kind of right on the same line. This Jacksonville is a little banged up. Buffalo is riding high right now, and even though they had to get their butt all the way to London, I think they're going to be just fine. Okay. 
Baltimore at Pittsburgh, yes, it's a home game for the Steelers, but they might not think so by the end of the game. I think Baltimore mm-hmm. is a slightly or healthier, slightly more healthy team and much more talented team at this point. I think this will be a fairly easy game for the Ravens. I'll go with the Lamar Jackson's 27 over the, I, I hope it's Kenny Pickett's, but it might be the Mitchell Trubisky's uh, 17 this week. The fighting Mitchie Poos. Yeah, not sure who it's going to be, but I'm very sure I don't want to start whoever it is. I've got Baltimore winning 28-13. Um, this will be a hard-hitting game. Baltimore, half their team's already hurt anyway, but this the score is making it look closer than it certainly will be. This is not going to be fun for a lot of people. Okay, our next game doesn't appear on paper, at least, to be too close to the game or a good matchup, but um, hapless uh, Carolina traveling to the um, Detroit, who, you know, been really impressive in the couple Thursday night wins against the Chiefs and the Packers yeah. on the road. Um, <clears throat> they stumbled in their first uh, home game of the season, but uh, this week I think, you know, they'll um, have a pretty easy time with Carolina. I'll go with uh, Detroit 30 over Carolina 17. We've got Detroit 31 over Carolina 17. I, yeah, I think I think after the game last week, Jared Goff got a little fired up, being called poor man's version of anything. Uh, I like seeing a little fire. That was nice. We haven't seen that in a while. Um, I think the Flyers team, they drank the Kool-Aid. They drank the Motor City Dan Campbell Kool-Aid. Everyone's just nuts. I love it. The energy is good. They're at home. Carolina's got no chance. Hey, Houston, who is looking better than I thought they would, and C.J. Stroud yeah. in particular looking better than I thought he would. And, you know, Nico Collins, Tank Dell were both established yeah. themselves as uh, good receivers and still waiting for uh, Damian Pierce to have a breakout game this season. I think he might get it this week against Atlanta. Atlanta, I just don't know how they're going to get anything going on offense, which is sad given that they mm-hmm. have some – you know, uber-talented players like Bijan Robinson and Kyle Pitts. But uh, yeah. I just think Houston did right this, now looks to me like the better team. All. Yeah, I just – Houston – I'll go with uh, Houston 27-21 here. Yeah, I went I went Houston 28-17. I mean, we're going, what is it, year, year three, year four of, of my last time I picked the Falcons. There were signs. There were signs maybe this would be the year. But, yeah, Desmond Ritter isn't the answer. The the offensive scheme right now is not the answer. They have so much talent, but they just can't, can't quite put it all together. And Houston, I love everything about what C.J. Stratt is doing. I think he's going to keep getting better. As long as they can keep him healthy, that would be nice. Um, but this – this won't be a super competitive game either, which is kind of a bummer. The next game, which I think will be our second disagreement, uh, New England at home against New Orleans. New England obviously embarrassed um, on yep. the road against the Cowboys this past week. Yep. I think they're going to um, take that out on the Saints. Uh, Alvin Kamara is back, and that's good news for the Saints, but not sure how healthy their car is or how good Jameis Winston is if Derek Carr isn't healthy. So it might be a, a little bit of a, an upset, but I'm going to go with uh, the Patriots by a field goal here, 27-24. Shockingly, you are correct. I'm not taking the Patriots to win this game. I like the storyline. I like the idea of it. I just uh, – I think that Saints defense is too good for Mac Jones to have a bounce-back game on. Um, and – 
somebody's going to play quarterback. Three people may play quarterback. I don't entirely know who's going to run the offense, but Alvin, Alvin Kamara is going to run the, the running game, and that'll be enough. Um, so I've got New Orleans winning 24-20. I'm worried about, I'm worried about the uh, Patriots. Uh, they're in a bad way here. <clears throat> not anyway. uh, so worried about them. If, if bad things happen to them, I'm not going to be upset. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. Speaking of AFC East teams, uh, Miami um, has been involved in two blowout games in a row on you know, the short end <laughs> this past week, on the long end. And, uh, you think they're going to go the for three? Denver game. <laughs> I think there will be another blowout this week, not as convincing as the Denver blowout. Uh, I think it's yeah. not going to be pretty. Unfortunately, my Giants are going to be the victims this time. And yeah, I'm sorry about that. that uh, Miami wins 31-17. It could easily be a lot worse than that. But uh, we'll see if um, maybe the Giants' defense uh, shows up and the uh, you know, Giants' offensive line can keep the Dolphins' defense off of Daniel Jones. Yeah, let's get out of turnstile mode and, you know, try to slow somebody down. That might help things. Not an expert, but I think it might. Um, I am also taking Miami to win this game. <laughs> Listen, I have run into some tough turnstiles, particularly in the subway. <laughs> but uh, I've got Miami winning 34-20, so we're we're same same two score deficit here. Unfortunately, I'd love to be wrong about it, but I just don't see a way short of uh, like an ankle transplant for Saquon this happening, and you know, an offensive line transplant, but. Sorry about your Giants, Sherpa. Okay. They might have, if, if the season goes bad. Soon it'll be a bye bad. week for them. They can't hurt you on a bye week. <laughs> no, that's true. Very good. Oh, God. Tennessee at Indianapolis. Um, this was one of the more difficult games for me to um, pick this week. I know, at least, you know, based on last week's results, you would think, oh, maybe Tennessee has an easy time. But uh, Indianapolis played the Rams tough. The Rams probably yeah. a little better than we think. So I think Indianapolis at home, if, especially if they get uh, Jonathan Taylor back, I like them in this game. I'll go with a Indy by a field goal, 24-21. I've got Indy winning 26-23. Uh, I think Derrick Henry keeps them in this. But the Indy defense is pretty decent, and Anthony Richardson seems to have the kind of killer instincts that Ryan Tannehill seems to lack at this point, which I'm not sure how it happens, but he seems to want the ball with the game online and try to do something about it, and sometimes it's a positive thing. So I'm going to say that's going to tip it in their favor. Okay. um, Another game which I would have been surprised to pick this way uh, early in the season before all the Joe Burrow news started hitting the fan, mm-hmm. but uh, Cincinnati not looking good. Um, Joe Burrow, no. I don't know if he's really helping them much. I mean, certainly he's probably the most talented quarterback they have. Do you really want to be trusting your offense to Jake Browning? I don't think so. Certainly not your fantasy no. offense. But on the road at Arizona, I think Arizona is, you know, they, they had a nice treat not to have to play an NFC East team last week and, uh, you know, I, I think they'll um, also be happy this week um, at home against Cincinnati, and I'll pick them by the field goal 27-24. I mean, 
Yeah, they couldn't quite hang with San Francisco, but I think Cincinnati, a banged-up Cincinnati team, is uh, not anywhere near um, in San Francisco's league. Yeah. I agree. Um, I have Arizona winning 23-17, so a little bit, little bit more margin of victory. But at some point, Cincinnati's got to think about if this offensive line cannot get better, like, is it worth having your quarterback behind them? Like, sorry, Jake Browning, but, like, your football life might be worth less than Joe Burrows. <laughs> the team might realize that at some point. Apparently, the Giants do not subscribe to this theory, but just yeah. – I mean, how long do you let a guy get out there and maybe die? Like, it, it seems dangerous. It seems dangerous to have somebody who can't move behind an offensive line that's that terrible. But yeah, we'll find I, out. Maybe he comes out got first for a million yards. once, I wouldn't know where I was for a week, let alone 11 times. Yeah, I, w- I would look like Jamal Although Adams did when he, when he got up from his concussion. He tried bad. to stand up to the ground. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd okay, be done. Um, the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, who are <clears throat> not as impressive in my mind, at least, is the undefeated no. uh, San Francisco 49ers. But uh, they do. No. I mean, one thing you'll say, even though they're still trying to figure out, you know, their new uh, offensive and defensive coordinators, and still seem to try to get games away. So far, they haven't succeeded in doing that. And this hard. week should be another pretty good test uh, with the Rams, who are better than I thought. But I'll go with uh, Philadelphia to maintain their unbeaten streak, and I'll say Eagles win it by a field goal, twenty-seven twenty-four on the road. Yeah, I'm going to take Eagles twenty-seven twenty-four. I've got the same pick on the road, but if if the Rams were healthier. I think I'd be more comfortable picking the upset. I really could see this game going either way, but I think Philly just finds just enough at the last second vis-a-vis overtime with Commanders, but um, just enough to get over the hump. They don't necessarily deserve to win this game, though, so we'll see how it goes. Okay, Kansas City at Minnesota. Um, can't wait to hear your pick on this one. I think Kansas City wins this in a romp. You know, I think their defense is better than uh, what people thought it was going to be, and I think that'll give their offense a chance to catch up. And Minnesota's defense has been a horror show again this season, yeah. which forces them to throw a lot. But, again, I don't think they're going to have quite the success against Kansas City that they've had against some other teams uh, putting up points, and I think their defense continues to be a horror <laughs> show. I'll go with Kansas City here 34-21. I am going to take Kansas City. I'm taking them to win 31-28. I think that if anyone but Kirk Cousins was the Minnesota quarterback, I would be picking them to win this game. Yes, there are not a lot of reasons to on paper, but this is exactly the kind of game that happens to Kansas City. This is exactly what happens where we all write Kirk Cousins off as a waste of space and he only throws to the other team, and then all of a sudden he's going to come out and throw for like six touchdowns to Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, and all of a sudden Cam Akers going to be running all over the backfield. Something weird is coming here. It's just too easy. It's too easy and too good to pick Kansas City. I'm worried about them. I'm putting them on upset alert, but I'm saying it's just going to be very close. 31-28. They're going to steal one in Minnesota. Hopefully Taylor Swift's not coming. Okay, and Denver hosting the Jets. Both of these teams heading in the wrong direction. uh, Denver at least has won a game recently, and at home and I'll go with them just because they're at home 
really. But uh, I don't know if the Zach Wilson experience will continue. Hopefully for the Jets it does, but I'm still going to pick Denver in this game 27-20. Yeah, I went with the Jets 21, Denver 17. I'm really not sold on the on the Broncos. I'm not sold on anything happening here. I think the Jets have, have pieces that work, and they're figuring out how to work with Zach Wilson, you know, his limitations, what he can do. And I think their defense will keep them in this. Russell Wilson's going to turn the ball over once or twice. Zach Wilson will probably do that too, but I I think his will be less costly. I think the defense is there to bail him out. It won't be pretty. This is probably not fun to watch, but I think the Jets will steal a win here. Okay, San Francisco hosting the Cowboys. I yeah. think this will be a good game, and I think it'll be a lot closer than you know you might think initially. But uh, I'm going to stick with San Francisco winning this at home by a field goal in a high-scoring game. I'll say San Francisco 30, Dallas 27. I went with San Francisco 27, Dallas 23. I think the defenses are going to be a really big factor here. Um, I'm I'm curious to see which version of each defense shows up. I think it'll be a hard-hitting game, and offense is going to certainly be at a premium, but I think San Francisco just is more dynamic right now and certainly looks like they're gelling a whole heck of a lot better than the Cowboys are. So I'd love to be wrong about this, but I'm taking San Francisco 27, Dallas 23. Okay, and then the Monday night game, uh, Green Bay traveling to Las Vegas. As you mentioned, it's the Monte Adams revenge game. Also, the Carlson family revenge game. I know how you love kickers. This probably didn't make your radar. But brothers, Anders and Daniel Carlson are kickers for the Packers and the uh, Las Vegas, the Raiders, respectively. So we're going to have brother kickers. Brother kickers in history, I guess. Gogolax and the Zendejas and the Grammaticas maybe, but uh, yeah. This, this is literally be, the only reason nice... to watch this game, people. <laughs> I don't know. I, the I Brothers Carlson. I, to me, I, I want to see if Jordan Love can bounce back and have a, a better rebound game after the debacle on the Thursday night there against the Lions. I, I think he will. It's uh, never easy to win on the road, but the um, yeah the Raiders are so banged up and so uh, kind of awful right now that uh, I think Green Bay wins this pretty easily. I'm taking them 28-17. I'm taking Green Bay 23-21, and that would mean Anders Carlson is going to be kicking the game-winning field goal, not his brother Daniel. So kicker is a big factor here in Vegas. They're both perfect on the season. Things are going to get weird. It could be Thursday night level weird. That's my prediction. <laughs> and so before we started the game predictions, I set the over-under at 10. And you said yeah. you would take it over on how many of the 14 yeah. games we yeah. would agree on. And, and we're probably we're telling us too as we're going along. We, we agreed on 11 of the 14, so the over Everybody, be warned. We're probably near a solar eclipse. Something is coming on the horizon. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Almost. guessing we're still not going to agree on all 14 or 13 or 16 games in a week yet. Um, this probably season, not. But uh, we'll see. It can always hold. Yeah. But I'm not changing my picks just closer. to make that happen. No. So I think that week three, <laughs> we, we agreed on 15 it. of the 16, that was... Uh, 
pretty much as good as it's ever going yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, that was a very, it was a very time. honest fifteen. Like no, no heads in a bet there. Those were for real picks, for better or for worse. Yeah. They were for real picks. And just for the um, record, we got ten and eleven respectively right that week. We yeah. agreed on sixteen, so it did seem that uh, our agreeing on things was a pretty good sign for actual outcomes. So anyway, um, why don't you hit us up with some DFS recommendations, and then we'll. Uh, Skedaddle. Yeah, yeah, we got we got to get blue out of timeout. Um, so just a few parting gifts for you, some value picks for your daily fantasy lineup. Because again, we get you covered on all bases here: season long dynasty, fantasy, water cooler talk, daily fantasy. You want to cover a point spread? Talk to us. We got this figured out. Um, if you're looking to pay for the premium players, and we all know who those are, these are the guys that'll get you there and still get your points, win you some cash. We all like that. At quarterback, have you heard me talk about it enough today? I love C.J. Stroud. And the price, I really love C.J. Stroud. Joshua Dobbs is a great deal this week. And if you're feeling really risky, Zach Wilson isn't going to hurt you. He might not help you a ton, but he's not going to hurt you, and especially not at $4,000. It's a great deal. Um, At running back, Kyron Williams, as long as he's healthy enough to play, I think is going to have a big day. David Montgomery, absolutely no reason not to put him in your lineup at that price. And Devon A-Chain is uh, really just stealing the show out in Miami. It's no sign of slowing down, especially if there's going to be garbage time. I'd like to have him on my roster. At wide receiver, Tank Dell in Jacksonville, we talked a little bit about earlier. Moving along on the Arizona bandwagon, Michael Wilson, I think, is an interesting pick. The price is oh so right. Uh, Jordan Addison, and if you're looking to spend up just a little bit, Chris Olave, I think, is going to bounce back this week. At tight end, Dalton Schultz, we talked about kind of resurging here in Houston. He and C.J. Stroud seem to have a little bit of a rapport now. I really like Cole Komet an awful lot, but I have apparently also become a big Bears apologist, so there is that. Um, but price-wise, is great. Great pick for your lineup. At defense, if you can afford the Saints, take them, but the Patriots, the Titans, uh, Commanders, and the Lions, all going to be pretty good values for you and are certainly going to put up some points. So we've got you covered six ways this Sunday, really every possible angle, but because one hour and change is just not enough, find us all week long uh, to, of course, listen again, study up, whatever you want to do, listen to past episodes, see, you know, did they really agree on 15 games? We did. You can listen to it in the archives, anywhere you find your favorite podcast. We'll be back with you next week from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday night. Again, stream us live, listen after the fact, whatever is easier for you. We are here for you, here for you in your fantasy endeavors. And you can find us on social media all week long on Twitter at the number four, THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can also email us at the number four, THN Inches Show at gmail.com. That's the number four, THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.